Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, and today on the Rock Metal Podcast, we have Osiren. And they've got a new... Now, you called it an EP. I'm calling it an album. There's there's a lot of tracks on this thing. What are you calling it, Christoph? Well, this this would be uh, an album, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely an album. Okay, groovy. New album called Kingsbane Deluxe Edition, which is also... There's a note on it, remixed and remastered, and releasing on May 14th. Actually, by the Correct. time, yeah, by the time this episode airs, might be around that time too. So that's awesome. cool. Yeah, we're being joined by Christoph to share some more information about this release and what the band has been up to since they were last on the show. So, for any, anybody listening in, go ahead and go to our website, therockmetalpodcast.ca, search up Osiren, and their previous episode uh, will be available. So, Christoph, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Uh, thanks for having me back. It was it was awesome last time around. So it's always it's always fun to come back. Beautiful. Good to have you on the couch. And uh, I guess my first question is, what have you guys been up to since the last release? Because a lot has happened between. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously, the one thing we're not up to is playing shows. Uh, obviously, because you can't do that. Uh, but we did we did take. Uh, take full advantage of trying to get a bunch of videos done. So actually the last release, um, since we released it, like the physical album drop in the meantime, after that, we released a video for every song on it, which is kind of new for us. We've never done that. And then, uh, we decided to do with this remix remaster of Kingsbane. Um, just because we, we now work with like, uh, a bigger marketing PR company and, you know, they really felt uh, the style of Kingsman would do well in like their kind of main market, which is kind of the North German kind of Scandinavian market, Northern Europe. Uh, and yeah, we agreed. We, we thought it was a, an excellent record for that kind of market to really get out there. So we just remixed it, remastered it, and then three of the songs we redid basically as uh, bonuses. Okay, so many, so many big honking questions I have for you, Christoph. Awesome. <laughs> Is this the Celestial Agency? Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, we're working with the Celestial Agency, and then we're also working with a uh, a company out of Germany. Oh, actually, okay. I was going to say that that the Celestial Agency does not sound Deutsch enough <clears throat> for me, anyway. No. But what do I know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so take us through that. How did you guys end up in their hands? Uh, they obviously know your catalog, so. Were they fans? Yeah, so the way it kind of worked out, actually, uh, it was through the Celestial Agency. Uh, she's kind of our, she, well, kind of, she is our manager. Um, and she kind of runs that ma- that agency on her own. So she's our manager. And um, we were basically just at the point where we wanted to kind of reach out for further marketing and PR stuff. And uh, she found them through their work with other Canadian bands. Mm-hmm. And uh, we got in contact with them, and they really liked us. They uh, they instantly really enjoyed our music, and um, yeah, we worked out an agreement with them, and, and they're kind of just helping us uh, get our music, like I said, out there in like kind of northern central Europe, and it's it's been really great actually. Like uh, I managed kind of our Spotify artists account, and like our numbers over there have like you know like fifteen hundred percent increase uh, in like that that area, so it's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's almost like you've become the Viking, and you're going over there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I got the beard for it, so I just got to braid it. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna come in with your uh, 
smoked salmon. I was trying to remember uh, the Gravlax. There it is. You're going to come up with your Gravlax. Yeah. Yeah, what's uh, like it's, what is on a bagel? It's like something else or some shit. Lux. Lux, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Are you a fan of the uh, of the lox or the gravlax or the smoked salmon? I am. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I used to. I grew up in Ontario, and I would do a lot of uh, salmon fishing during the salmon run when they go upstream, mm-hmm. and we would smoke salmon like every every month of the like fall winter months. We got smoked salmon. So there, I dig. There are a few things that make someone feel truly Canadian, and I think what you just described there. Yeah, yeah. I remember, too, just to get on the topic of, like, super Canadian, too, we went fishing one year in, like, November. It was, like, snowing, and, like, I was, like, a kid, and I had, like, just hip waders, and I was in, like, chest-deep water (laughs) chasing fish because apparently I'm stupid. It's, like, rapids, and I'm, like, running in there. Didn't even know how to swim, but I was, like, I want to catch all these salmon. Mm -hmm. Like, so... I may be an immigrant, but I'm Canadian. (laughs) Well, yeah. I mean, the mosaic, baby. That's right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Because you're here, the picture is a little more complete, Christoph. It's good. It's good. Yeah. I actually got a tear in my eye right there with that one. Perfect. I love it. That's what I want to do. I want to inspire crying. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, cool. So you've also mentioned a couple of other things about, um, you know, management companies and whatnot. Now, yeah. um, actually kind of live on the air here, I'm going to ask you, and obviously you can forward this off or whatever, but I know of an Italian label that is looking for a band such as yourself. Uh, so if you're interested in getting a more formal, uh, deal, obviously I'm not handing you a deal. You would have to talk right. with them. They would have to review. You have to work out the contract. But I can get you a fast track if that's something that you are interested in. So let me know. Awesome. Yeah, we'll do. I mean, information is always good to have. So okay. you may as well just send that along. Yeah, it's always good to have that kind of stuff. Okay. I will do that. Awesome. Groovy. Now, I guess my big question after that is remixed and remastered. What was it about the album from 2017 that you guys... Did they ask for a remix remaster, or did you guys listen to it and go, ugh? <laughs> well, um, so it was it was more so, I guess, uh, we, 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 we've always been... Uh, like, we were happy with the, the way it sounded ourselves, but we did, when talking to them, um, you know, there was, like, and, and talking with the Celestial Agency, there was certain things that, um, you know, they felt could be, like, I guess, improved upon. And, and the fact is, too, that, you know, 2017, four years ago, in that time, like, Tyler, our bass player, he's also our mix engineer. Uh, he's gotten way better as well. He mixed foundations as well. And Cody, we added him to the band. Uh, he's a drummer as well, but runs a home studio. So he's also a mix engineer. Uh, he handled mastering. And we just felt we were in a place where those tracks that we had, we could like really lift them up to the next level because Tyler's mixes have gotten like exponentially better. And uh, and especially on like the three retracked songs, we kind of rewrote them, rearranged them, and then Cody played drums on those kind of things. So it was kind of like having him on that album as well. Um, and then he mastered the album. So it was it, it kind of it kind of made sense. It's uh, especially with the pandemic and not being able to to get out and play. Uh, we're writing a full length right now as well. Uh, but it just made sense that we could do this, uh, you know, to kind of keep, 
keep music going out and, and yeah, keep relevant because you have to do that, unfortunately. Mm. You can't not release music, right? So you can't play shows. you got to mm. be pumping out mm-hmm. the, the music. Mm-hmm. That's right, baby. you got to keep moving. Got to keep grooving. Yeah, that's right. Speaking of which, you guys mentioned something about three songs. Is this Viper Queen, Grief Maker, and Razor's Wind? Correct. Yeah, those are the three that we redid. Okay. Take us through these tracks. Why these three? Were they the previous singles? No. So actually, the the real single of Kingsbane was Kingsbane. Uh, and we did like a big music video for it, like this giant production. We had like, you know, all these Viking reenactors and this village and everything. And like Viper Queen was actually the song. It's kind of like the odd one out on the album. Every other song kind of has like uh, repeating themes because it's kind of a concept. Well, it is a concept album. So it's got like repeating themes or... We go back and um, like repeat a melody or a phrase in a different song or like a section. And Viper Queen didn't have any of that. And it's the only song that doesn't appear in like the intro symphonic track because it's so like weird and out there. But live, like everybody loved that song because it's like up tempo. It's got like a little bit of thrash. And as you know, like uh, Western Canada, it's, it's like all about thrash kind of metal here. So it kind of fits in really nicely. Mm-hmm. And people just loved it and gravitated towards it. And um, even. Uh, my fiance at the time when when she first heard Viper Queen, she made this comment to me that she didn't really like get it on the album, but when she saw it live, she was like, "Oh, it's like a whole new level for the song." And it's it's honestly a lot of fun to play live because it's so fast. And we just decided that for Viper Queen, we wanted. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay, I think we're good. Christoph, are you there? Oh no, Christoph, baby. <laughs> You know, cleaned it up, and I think this arrangement of it is, is a lot better. I apologize, Christoph. Right in the middle of that, I received a phone call, and then that went to my laptop, which is recording this call, and then Skype froze. Would you mind, if you please, repeating all of that, <laughs> all of that glory? Or actually, um, Ooh, I could, I could. Is your fiance the Viper Queen? That's kind of one of my questions. And then the, um, and then the other part of it was, so live. People were getting the song, but recording they weren't. How many bands listening in right now get that statement? And how do you fix that? So I, I think, uh, I guess that's the first one. Actually, so she isn't the Viper Queen because I wrote that song before we had actually met. But uh, the Viper Queen is just like this fictional character in the story. Because um, the whole King's Main story, I, I like... If I had the attention span to write a book, I would, but I can't. So that was kind of my story writing was the Kingsbane album. Uh, but yeah, uh, to the mention or to the question of how many bands get that comment about a song being better live, I think tons of bands do. And it's usually not the songs you think. Because you, when you write a song uh, and you like listen to the whole album, you'll have an idea of like what the single should be. Like this song is going to be amazing. And then, you know, another song takes off and then you're kind of like, looking around you're like fuck i didn't see that coming like you know i never felt that song was good but then like here it is it's like you know everybody's favorite song it's so weird yeah so is that what happened with viper queen you guys thought ah whatever we'll put it on the album it's filler and everybody was like but that that's what makes this a cheese sandwich is that i'm not calling it cheese but for some reason a cheese i think it's because when i made breakfast this morning i was like should i put cheese in my eggs and i i didn't and i kind of wish i had it now yeah Always go with your gut. Always go with your gut. That's right. 
Yeah. No. So I think I think yeah. Like we like we knew it was a a, a strong song, but we knew like kind of stylistically and thematically it was kind of the odd one out. The other songs kind of like I said, since they have these repeating sections, they fit a bit better. But you know, we we didn't think it would like go over well live just because it's got like it's very long and stuff, and you know, uh, especially people like like short you know songs. But um, no, it really did well, and then we honestly had so much fun playing it. It's it's kind of stayed in our set. Even up until like last year, when we played like our last show, we still played, you know, Viper Queen. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just it translates really well live. And we also to kind of get that more intense feeling, we actually upped the the tempo of the song, which it doesn't sound like a lot. It's only like five BPM faster, but like it's it's, it's all sixteenth notes. It's like there's one riff in there, especially that's like it's like the wrist mangler. Like you you get like the whole like lactic acid build up, and like <laughs> by the end of it, you're like, oh fuck. You're playing it live, and like, God, I'm just glad it's over. <laughs> Got to put an ice pack on your wrist when you're done. Yeah, yeah exactly. All right, talk about a grief maker, baby. Uh, yeah. No, it's, nice. it's, thank, thank you. Uh, but no, it's crucial. Like, I'm currently working uh, with on, with some friends on a on a music project, and we were debating on the tempo between three BPMs. We started yeah. off at like 125, and then we were like, nah, like, let's make it 130. No, too fast. Okay, and then we start going down one at a time. We get to 128, and we're like, perfect. Then we hand it off yeah. to the singer, and the singer's singing, and then we're like, man, she would have so much more room to bloom if we slowed it back down. So, you know, tempo. Yeah, exactly. Tempo's crucial, baby. It is, yeah. It's, it's Small adjustments can make, like, the difference between, like, uh, you know, like something big and heavy, like a sad but true, or like uh, like an inner Sandman. Yeah, it's totally different. They're in the same ballpark and just yeah. And have you ever heard the original, like original, original demo of Sad but True at the original yeah. tempo? Yeah, exactly. Not not the same song. Not even close. Nope, not at all. Exactly. Now, yeah. speaking of great songs, Kingsbane. You said it's a concept album, and I'm incredibly ignorant about um, this album. So. Take me through the concept of this album, Kingsbane. Okay, yeah. So it's basically like your. Uh, it's it's kind of like that every story. Like I don't know if you ever heard of like Joseph Conrad, but he wrote a book called like A Hero of a Thousand Faces. Basically, any story in the Western language is the same story. There's always like one protagonist that does the exact same stuff. They have the same challenges, and it's like cyclical. Mm-hmm. So that's ba- the basis of the story, but. Um, I was kind of like reading that concept and like I had an idea for a story and I kind of applied that to it. But it's basically a, a guy uh, inherits some kind of like little kingdom and there's like a bigger king that's like a tyrant and he's like killing people and all this stuff. And this guy feels like even though he himself isn't much of a warrior, he's kind of like duty bound to go and like fight this guy. Right. So <laughs> goes through all those like trials and tribulations, like eventually along the way he meets like this Viper Queen, right, has an alliance with her and all this kind of stuff. Um, so that's kind of like how she gets involved. And then eventually he takes on the different mantles of like reluctant warrior to now he's like out there in grief maker. Like, you know, he's basically ruining people's lives, but he's doing it for the, you know, the righteous reason. And then towards the end of the album, like he realizes that there, there is no real righteous reason to go start killing people. Um, you're, you're someone's enemy, no matter whose hero you are kind of thing. And then once you're in that position of absolute power, Right, you have the potential to become the next tyrant. I just want to say that from like a power metal standpoint, you've said almost every single thing you need to say. Duty bound, 
reluctant warrior, righteous reason. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I guess I guess <laughs> on the flip side, we, we do have the added stuff that the guy has a realization that uh, none of that shit matters, and you're still you're still evilly if, if you think you're doing it for the right reasons. You're killing people. Mm-hmm. You know. Exactly. I'll throw That's in the right. word. I'll throw in the word sword and shield. That's right. That's right. Good. I think we might even say sword and shield. We're not a we're not a power metal band by any stretch, but I know. Uh, yeah, I think I think we do say sword and shield on. on <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, beautiful. So Recently, and this is kind of funny, but uh, somebody I work with did not know who Hammerfall was, and I thought, what? So I showed them my personal favorite Hammerfall album, and um, yeah, they were blown just blown away. Went into Which a one is your personal favorite? What is it called? It's the one from like 1999. Uh, f- actually, no, I was going to say Freddie Nordstrom produced it. He produced most of their stuff. Um, oh, this is going to be embarrassing. What is it called? I'm going to look it up right now. As I am. Okay, I, like, we, like I said, I, we're not a power metal band by any stretch, but like uh, Hammerfall, when me and Bobby, the other guitar player, when we started the band when we were younger, like we listened to tons of Hammerfall. It's just, you know, like good catchy <laughs> melodies, like cool riffs, cool licks. Yeah. Obviously the music or like the singing is like over the top and ridiculous. And yeah, they sing about dragons and like, you know, <laughs> crimson thunder and shit. But yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun stuff. We, when they came through Calgary, we went to see them. So they played yeah. at Dickens. You have to. Oh yeah. You got to see Hammerfall, man. You can't, you no. can't not see Hammerfall. Yeah. Uh, Legacy of Kings is my favorite album. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Sweet. Okay. Is there anything that we missed? What else you want to chat about? You guys are working on a new album, so take us through that. Yeah, so we're doing a follow-up, uh, just just uh, all new original music. Because um, like I said, yeah, we did Foundations. We did the Kingsbane kind of deluxe edition. And then we started work immediately on the next album. Um, and we're, we're kind of aiming to get it out at the start of next year, obviously, because once again, uh, with the pandemic, kind of like your schedule is is elongated again. Like there's not going to be probably live shows. I think Alberta's going into lockdown this week or like today or something. There's yep. not going to be live shows for, yep. you know, the foreseeable future. Ever. So we have to like, yeah, basically ever. But like it's, it's, uh, it's you have to do other stuff. So we're doing the next album. We're, we're going to try to uh, kind of up our social media game, maybe have more like weekly vlogs as we go kind of thing. Um, Kind of the same approach to videos. We're going to be doing either DIY videos or working with a couple of the video guys that uh, we've worked with previously. Um, we've been very lucky there. We've, we've worked with three amazing video producers, and they're all uh, Alberta, uh, Calgary kind of area guys, and they do just awesome work. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of the that's kind of the plan there. And this one will be a full length. Foundations was an EP. The next album will be, you know, like ten songs. And hopefully it's like exactly 74 minutes so you can't burn it on one CD or something. That's right. Yeah. But okay. we still have that goal. We have this goal of writing that like 25-minute song. So maybe this time. We'll see. Maybe this time. you got to get the tempo right so I listen for all 25 minutes. That's right. Exactly. Especially for a song like that. If you want people to stay with it for 25 minutes, it's got to be <laughs> – it's got to move. It's got to rise and fall. Yeah. Or just do – 25 minutes of blast beats, and then... There you go. Being Canadian, we are home to one of the best, like, 25-minute songs ever. 2112 by Rush. That's true. That's right, yeah. And, and, and Neil Peart just passed away recently, too. Mm-hmm. Big, uh, 
sorry day for that. That was that was a very sad day. It was. It was. I, nice. I was. Yeah, I was. Uh, basically, just I had brush on all day that day. Wow. Yes. Uh, yeah, a lot of them. They were. I've never. I've never had the chance to see them live, and obviously now I won't be able to. But um, yeah, when I was growing up, like I loved that band. They were awesome. That's yeah. why I like. I like weird shit like weird time signatures just because like you know Russian Dream Theater and stuff and you're just like might have play in like 516 because fuck drummers I hate them yeah exactly <laughs> play that guy can play he's human get going yeah yeah exactly he's got 24 hours in a day get going yeah okay That's cool right. it seems like well not cool but it seems like the death of Neil Peart really affected you well like I mean you know it's, I guess anytime uh that, like someone that to you is like an influencer iconic like passes away that's yeah, gonna be like i mean obviously i never met a lot of the people that uh that i like that have passed away but i mean they they affect you right like their music uh his lyrics like he's like the main lyricist for for rush and i used to be uh more involved on the lyrical side with our band um since rejoined he kind of took the reins and that's awesome for me but like you know, every now and then I'll still write lyrics to a song and kind of have them sitting around. So someone like like Neil, his writing like affected me greatly. Um, yeah. So yeah, like I mean, you know, it's 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 sad, especially especially knowing like I, I believe he died of, of cancer, which is like the worst way to go, right? It's you know, mm-hmm. everybody should die asleep and happy in their bed, not you know, riddled with <laughs> it's a terrible disease. Well. That, <laughs> yeah, I hope to go that way. I'll let you know how it how it goes, though. <clears throat> how, yeah. how, how peaceful it is. I wonder if that's, that's just bullshit that they tell you so that you... Oh, no, he didn't even know it happened. Well, I, ask him. Yeah. How do you know he didn't know it happened? Exactly. Yeah, it might be... The, I mean, honestly, it could be the scariest thing. We don't know. We yeah. only go through it once, so yeah. hopefully once. I mean, you know. Some people like, go through it at least once, Christoph. They have those near-death experiences where they die for 30 seconds on the table and then they come back. That's true. Or they, they OD like the David mustard stains of the world. <laughs> awesome. So, Christoph, we chatted about a year in review, chatted about Viper Queen, Griefmaker, Kingsbane, <clears throat> Remix, Remastered. We chatted about the PR agency in Northern Europe that's helping you guys to expand into Northern Europe. Uh, you guys released a video for every single song. Uh, guys are planning on uh, we're not planning on you're in the middle of making a new album, which is very, exci- yeah, very exciting. Um, uh, we chatted about salmon fishing. We chatted about the cultural yes. mosaic. We chatted about Neil Pert. Um, is there anything that I missed while we wrap this bad boy up? Uh, I guess, uh, we can briefly chat about races when it's the, it's the third redone song. Cause there's an interesting, I guess, I think, uh, reason for that one. Um, so I'll just go into it, I guess, if that's cool. Go into it. Awesome, yeah. So Razor's Wind, uh, we decided to redo, actually, um, because, uh, like, growing up, our other guitar player, Bobby, like, yeah, he's Irish. Uh, lots of, like, Irish folky influences and, and that kind of stuff. And Razor's Wind had all these very big folk elements. Um, and we just wanted to basically redo it as just a stripped down acoustic version so it's, it's like a lot shorter a lot of the heavy parts are gone and it just allows like these really cool kind of celtic folky melodies that that bobby had come up with kind of really shine in in that setting and you know read uh sings on it and stuff and it gets like this very cool like ocean kind of 
sailing wayfarer like feel and and it, it, it awesomely serves the song it's it's uh it's like totally reimagined but it, it sounds amazing so we were super excited to do that we've never done a fully acoustic song so that was very neat to do mm-hmm. i guess it's a question i have you mentioned thrash now you've just mentioned folk but you're not power metal so yeah well so what, 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 what do the magazines call you uh, we actually, it's like, we don't know what to, what to label ourselves. Cause like we, like I said, we wouldn't be power metal, but we wouldn't be thrash, but we wouldn't be folk metal either or symphonic metal or progressive metal, but it's like, we have elements of everything. So mm-hmm. we're kind of like, it's kind of hard to like strip that. Like genres are very good. They're like, they're good for information. If you've never heard of a band, you're like, Oh, what genre are they? Oh, okay. Yeah. They're symphonic metal. And then you go listen to them and you're like, this isn't symphonic metal. It's like, yeah. This other kind of metal with like symphonic elements. I like it. so, yeah. I don't. I don't know. Like we could be. We're just Canadian metal. That's that's yeah. it. Boom. Yeah, that's it. That's like, the sound of Canada. That's everything. Yeah. into one. Exactly. I've got a. I'm recording a bunch of interviews today. I've got a couple Canadian bands. Uh, one coming out of Kitchener. That I don't know. I oh, guess. Nice. I guess they're a thrash metal band. I don't know what you would call them. I've asked question too. Are you guys just Canadian metal? Are you post Canadian metal? Are you Canadian metal? Canadian core. <laughs> Post-, post maple syrup, pre beer metal. That's right. Good, good as any. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast then today, Christoph. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, thanks for chatting about Saturn. <laughs>